Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the right left chronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 62. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews and the Hammer all the way in Springfield, Missouri. Hi guys, how you doing? We're in the frozen tundra. Here we are. But we're, we're alive and well. And we're trying to be Eskimos. And it was a beautiful day here on the West Coast in Canada. Weird oh how that gosh. works. It's not oh, here. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Rub it in. <laughs> Rub it in. That's right. Oh, so what do we got for today? Well, it's Martin Luther King Day. And there are a lot of things going on with race. And most importantly, or I guess most recently, is the statement that our president may or may not have made about other countries being assholes. Right. right. Now, if he said it, I do believe he was talking about the countries, not the people. Yeah, I I do think he was talking about that as well. And I mean... When it comes down to it, and I just thought of it, and I'm like, oh, inside voice, outside voice, Trump, you, you know, learn how to use the inside voice. You know, that was my first thought, because we've all thought it, you know. Yeah, and I have a feeling had he called it hellhole versus asshole, it would have been more acceptable. Probably. Now, I, I mean, that seems like a small thing. There are people that were at the meeting that are saying he didn't say that at all. Now, oh. I will tell you, Dick huh. Durbin, the senator that has accused him of saying it, has also been charged about three other times coming out of meetings and saying things that no one else remembers, and, and even with his own party. <laughs> wow. So whether he said it or not, we don't know. We're not sure how many Pinocchios they would give him for making that statement. Exactly. Uh, on the bright side, we can now say shithole. <laughs> true. That's true. That's true. Everybody and a lot has. of those countries, I don't know, if you've ever traveled to a third world country and gone where the people live, I'm not talking about going to a third world country and going to the sandals. I'm talking about going where the people live. You know what? They are hellholes and oftentimes shitholes. In fact, there have been shitholes that are better. Right. So. You know, when you go to some of these places and they tell you not to go out after dark or they tell you do not leave the grounds, you know, I, and, and we, it's just like everything. We can't group them all into one tiny little mice round wrap bow, but it's just like Trump was, he, his intent was to say, give us the ones that can help us. That's the ones we want to try to help. That we want over here, not the ones that are their, you know, their murderers, their rapists, their whatever, their criminals. 
Oh, we've got enough of those already. We don't need any more. Absolutely. Here in Springfield, we got a hellhole here. Right. We got some people right. we'd be happy to deport, and they're right. American citizens. Yeah, exactly. Every every place. You've talked about it. You've you've said there are parts of Vancouver yeah. that are scary. Yeah, oh, for sure. I think they exist everywhere. You're exactly right. They, they do. And for us to encourage the... Other pe- the other countries to send their their I don't know their criminals it just it just boggles my mind. Now also we do want their students we do want their students that want to come over here and learn and improve their education because as we have found out a majority of them stay here and and are good contributors to the society and they're usually the top of the top and that's what we want. You know, it, it's just tough to draw a line in the sand and say, okay, these guys can come, these guys can't come. But unfortunately, when you only have so much land, so much water, so much food, you have to make decisions. Right. That's right, Connor. You know, the United States or Canada, we can't take everyone that's from a bad country or a bad situation. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And that's why there's laws to protect that and to stop that. Exactly. And Obama, and to a certain extent, Trudeau did not believe that or did not behave as if they believed that. But the fact is that our way of life will be seriously negatively impacted if we take too many people right. that cannot contribute to society. If it was open borders, uh, there would be a serious problem happening. And I believe we have another serious problem, and that is with labeling the president as a racist. You know, over that shithole thing, it doesn't mean the people are shitholes or, or shitheads. It, it just means they come from a, a really crappy place. Well, I will tell you, after the earthquake in Haiti... And at the same time, the Clintons were embezzling funds that were sent to Haiti. Haiti, yeah. The president, before he was a candidate, gave a lot of money for eye surgeries to be performed on Haitian children. Hmm. That's that racist ass, okay? Right, right. The same racist ass that is preventing several members of the Black Caucus from going to the State of the Union address. Hmm. Now, today, I think we have to question what would Dr. Martin Luther King think about them isolating themselves from their job? I mean, isn't that in their job description? Yeah. They should be going to the State of the Union address or, in fact, isolating themselves from the president. How, what would Martin Luther King think about that? I know what Martin Martin Luther King would think about that. He would think that's the most ridiculous thing he'd ever seen. This was a man who walked, talked the talk and walked the walk. We have to remember that the doctor was an African-American, a Republican, and a Christian. And those are the things that dictated his beliefs, his feelings, and his behaviors. You know, he would believe that there's two sides to every story, just like there's two sides to every issue. But to not show up, that is... It's inherently wrong. It's just like if it's just like a, a debate. How can you have a debate if you only have one person or one side? It, it's not a debate. It's just like whether you are... That's what makes our country so great is 
you have people that believe one way or believe another way, but not but just to not ignore it or to act like they're completely wrong. And so I don't like the way you think, so I'm not going to show up. Yeah. Well, yeah, hate against hate doesn't make it good. Doesn't, doesn't make, make it good. Or, or and in right. fact, Dr. King said, "I am convinced that love is the most durable power in the world." It is not an expression of impractical idealism, but of practical realism. Far from being the pious injunction of a utopian dreamer, love is an absolute necessity for the survival of our civilization. To return hate to hate does nothing but intensify the existence of evil in the universe. Someone must have sense enough and religion enough to cut off the chain of hate and evil. And this can only be done through love. I think that says it right there. Absolutely. I think it says he would attend the State of the Union address. He would attend meetings with the president, even if he believed the president was a racist. Because being absent isn't going to change anything. Right. It's kind of like the hammer said. You can't have a debate by yourself. If you do, you are crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. the definition of crazy. Yeah. You know, one of one of my favorite people, Muhammad Ali, he's he quoted as saying, hating people because of their color is wrong. And it doesn't matter which color does the hating. It's just plain wrong. Is that not telling it the way it is? I mean it doesn't matter if you're white, doesn't matter if you're black, brown, green, purple. Yeah. Hating hating is bad. And Hating because of their skin color, it's just it's just totally wrong. You should if hatred is never good. That's why I I know that Trump is trying to his he's trying to do the art of the deal by getting the two parties together to make a bipartisan deal on this. Every time Maxine shows up and starts saying she hates him and everything. Impeach 45. Yeah, impeach 45. Impeach 45. You know, it just makes me want to just, and I hate to say this, but it just makes me want to slap her because all she's doing is inciting other people to jump on that bandwagon for what? She never gives, never gives a reason. I hate that. I hate that. Now, if he does something, if she just said, well, I don't believe in this policy, I don't believe in that policy. Man, she's got you know he's got the blacks working. He's he's improved our economy. He's going to improve the inner cities. Is that not is that someone that's a racist that does that? I don't get it. Yeah, you're totally right there. And we're not perfect. Even Barack Obama said that. He said, "I know my country has not perfected itself. At times, we've struggled to keep the promise of liberty and equality for all of our people. We've made our share of mistakes." And there are times when our actions around the world have not lived up to our best intentions. Now, those are words from Barack Obama. We're not perfect. That doesn't mean you push your chair away from the table and quit talking. Mm -hmm. There's always got a place where there's a where there's a happy medium where both sides win. And this uh, running away from the argument just because I, you know, they don't. I don't like what you say, so therefore I'm not going to play with you. I think it's just totally childish. It, it, they're doing their constituents an unfair practice 
but because they're supposed to be representing that district. Now, you can't tell me everyone in that district is saying, oh, I'm glad they're not going to be there. I, I don't believe that. Well, and you know what they say in these parts, you know, down here in the hills, Hammer. They say if you don't show up, then you're the guilty one. <laughs> yeah, right. That's exactly what they say around here. Hmm. And you know what? There's a little bit of truth to that. You know, those Ozarkians have our own special way, Connor, about uh, coming. We read people, and if you are not there, you can't read what a person really or what they say, but how they mean it. Well, they're hiding. Sometimes the words and your facial expressions, your body language, mean something else. And by not showing up, that means you you don't want to show that because you might not be able to hide what you're really feeling. Right. Dr. Martin Luther King also said, I refuse to accept the view that mankind is so tragically bound to the starless midnight of racism and war that the bright daybreak of peace and brotherhood can never become a reality. Dr. King believed that we could come and rise above racism. And have we? I don't think we have you know what? close to it. You know what? I think we were doing better. We've taken a step backwards. Yeah, definitely. I and think right. I know I that it's on, it's on my mind a lot more now. And, and I have to say, I'm, I'm not perfect, but I'm pretty colorblind. Yeah. You know, when I meet somebody, I might say, I like them. I don't like them. They're beautiful. Like... I don't know what I might say. Right. But nine times out of ten, race is not the first thing that comes to my mind. And, and I live in the Ozarks. So let me tell you, sometimes is not a kind place. Well, I think we have to other races. places everywhere. You know, you know that is true. That that's uh, we are around a, a different system here because we just don't have that many minorities here, and so. It's growing. It's growing, but but we seem to look at a person for the way they are here instead of their color. I have lots of black friends that I have had for a long time, teammates that I've played lots of sports with that are very, very close friends of mine, and I never think that they're, you know, a color issue is is involved in that friendship. It it just doesn't doesn't hit me Well, it shouldn't be, but lately we have been made to think about color a lot more than we want to. We don't want to think about color. But when we have politicians and others in the limelight and the media bringing it up all the time, we're sort of forced to think about it. And there's actually another issue here, especially with the Black Caucus not showing up at events. And this isn't the first time they have refused to show up. We're also talking about isolation. You cannot advocate isolation. And that's what they're doing. They are isolating themselves from the government and they are elected officials. How do children and other minorities and such interpret that? You know, something that just popped into my mind and and I'm gonna ask both of you because I'm not sure um, what you think about this, but has being picked Politically correct cause more definition of racism. Interesting. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I just was sitting I here thinking about that. Not. I mean, is that something that, uh, 
you start saying, well, I can't say this because of this, or I can't say that because of that. Has that made it to where we're so many of us are walking on eggshells because we don't want to offend anyone under any circumstance, whether they're whether it's race, religion, political, culture, uh, co- anything. anything. I mean, yeah. it, have we gotten to that point again to where, where we don't want to offend anybody and we're trying to be so middle of the road? Yeah, I, it's getting a little over the top and ridiculous for sure. I mean, it absolutely I, is. I don't know where, where a solution lies there, but uh, don't know. But I, I think today we honor Dr. Martin Luther King. This is also the 50th year of his assassination. And I, and, and I think it is a good idea to pause and think about race relations and how far we've come. There are a lot of positives, but certainly in the past decade, I think it's hard to argue that we haven't taken a step backward. And I think that he would be disappointed in that step backwards we have taken. I remember the 90s and the early 2000s race relations being much, much better. Yeah, it's, it, it, it almost seems like every time we get a little, a little momentum to uh, maybe curbing the direction that we're going to where race relations are improving, some little thing happens and it seems to knock us right back. I, I, I wish that that did not happen. Right. It's like one step forward, two steps back. Yes, and, and, and that's a sad thing because I don't think anybody, and nobody wants bad race, race relations between anybody. Nobody wants. Everybody wants everybody to get along. I, I, I can't believe that that's not the sentiment between most of the people. Right. Well, and just to sort of close out this segment and on Dr. King's day, I'd like to quote him. Nonviolence is absolute commitment to the way of love. Love is not emotional bash. It is not empty sentimentalism. It is the active outpouring of one's whole being into the being of another. And certainly we advocate nonviolence. What a great man. Great man. Absolutely. He was. He was. Now as we go on to a great, another great African-American, Condoleezza Rice. She was the former Secretary of State to George W. Bush. She made a couple of comments about the Me Too movement. A couple of comments that you and I have discussed before, Connor, about certainly no one advocates sexual harassment, but we have to be careful not to take that too far. Otherwise, we have backlash. Now, she talked about the backlash towards women. And she said that she, in in an interview with CNN, she said she had heard about backlash towards women in, from men in hiring, that women would just simply not be hired. Hmm. Now, we've witnessed it the other way, where men are just not being promoted. Right. Women are. Uh, so I, can, I, I I do believe that we can accurately say that this is a double-edged sword. I think you're probably right there. I mean, in media, we're seeing the females rise to the top. Interesting. I never thought of it going the other way around at all. I didn't either. And, of course, I admire her and know that her statements would be accurate. Right. But I have a feeling it's going both ways. We have to be careful not to criminalize flirting and boy-girl relationships. 
keep it separate. Absolutely. And but when you have an incident that is a crime or rises to the level of a crime, you certainly do not wait to report it. Yeah, 30 years to when he's running for yeah. president or senator. Yeah, or yeah. only report it because the guy's got money. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. You know, that that doesn't seem right. We're starting to see some victims of that, too. Absolutely, we're seeing some victims of that. And, uh, you know, uh, men are people, too. Right. So yeah. let's Well, let's then it's getting careful. so far. You know, some of these cases are so far back, it's he said, she said. And, and it's, it's not fair because how come, and I know this sounds so terrible, but was something said at the time? If... And I want these women, if there is a guy out there doing these things, I don't care. They need to report it immediately. Right. We need to nip it in the butt because that gives us all a bad name. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, means sure. anybody that's ever said, hi, you know, gosh, I like your dress today. Well, God, you know, I don't want to be thrown in the slammer or somebody saying that I did something. 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah that I, I was just trying to be a nice guy. I like the way your dress looked. I can't remember what I did last week. You want me to remember 30 years ago what I said? Not gonna no, kidding. No, kid. <laughs> How I mean, can you defend yourself? killed yeah. over those years. Yeah, I mean, well, they would. I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Okay, so back to the DACA deal. Right. DACA deal is the place where Trump may or may not have inserted the line that there were people that came from shithole countries. Right. You know, he gave a four things. That's all he wants, four things. If they can't make it happen, then the the Democrats, they need to give something too. They haven't said they're going to do one thing. I, I agree. He did say that he doesn't think they want to settle it. I agree. I uh, because what said, happens then? What are they going? What are they going to bitch about then? Right. Well, they, he says the DACA deal is probably that. Hmm. It's, it's a probably shame. off of the table, and those that suffer are those people that were brought over as children by their parents. They did not break the law. Their parents did. And they should not suffer. However, I do not believe that Trump is wrong to ask for money for the wall and new legislation about the lottery for citizenship and chain migration. We have to address this because like we said before, in Canada or the United States, we simply can't take everybody that lives in a hellhole. Right. We cannot right. allow them into our continent. There isn't enough room and there is not enough resources. Yeah, we can't afford to bust them up to Canada, you know. <laughs> well, I'm not re- you know, that brings something up actually. I'm not sure what's happening. I mean, it is winter now, mind you, and it's colder than it normally is this winter too, it seems. But uh, we don't know how many people are trying to cross the border in uh eastern canada on roxham road but i would think i would have heard something in the news about it but nothing not one little thing what about your tent city where did you move all those people Uh, exactly nothing is in the media zero isn't that that funny it's almost like it's being hidden and this summer it was like all the talk yeah well thousands of people every week crossing the border yeah and a lot of them were haitians and a lot of them syrians you know so don't know 
I have no idea. It's just like a dead story. Story. I know that they did put a media freeze on some of the information that was going out, but like this is ridiculous. We got no news coming from the area. Oh, now Trudeau is on a, a birth control thing. So, or no, no, abortion, right no. to life and right to abortion. He was on. Uh, they were showing him all weekend all over the news here in the states addressing that issue hmm. which is fine but i kind of think the immigrant thing is probably a bigger deal right now well when it's freezing cold there and uh what do they do but in a follow-up speaking of a big deal to um a story we did last week newsmax is reporting north korea has built a stealth satellite launch Hmm. capability that would allow U.S. commanders in the Pacific only 60 seconds to decide whether to destroy a possible EMP or electromagnetic pulse. That's all they would know. Weapon that could devastate the United States. Speaking in an exclusive Newsmax interview, James Orberg, a NASA space flight engineer for 22 years, and the only Western space launch expert to ever inspect North Korea's sensitive satellite launching station warns North Korea has taken elaborate steps to camouflage its satellite launch activities, allowing them to easily launch a satellite carrying a nuclear weapon that could strike the U.S., Oberg's claims confirm this supports the claims in our story last week that James Woolsey, the former CIA director, made about the regime right. and its its capabilities with the satellite launch. Right. My question is, how did North Korea get this far? Uh, don't know. They had to have they, help. I mean, definitely. Absolutely. Not only do they have ballistic missiles, nuclear power. They have stealth satellite launchers. Yeah, what the hell? They can put anthrax on a missile. I mean, it, it's just endless. And we learn something new that they can do to destroy us every, every week. James Woolsey said last week that if they launched this nuke from a satellite, 90% of the United States population would be dead in short time. Wow. He didn't necessarily define short time, but short time is scary to me. Wow. Hmm. You know, this this almost makes me think the Hawaiian deal was maybe not a uh, mistake. It, well, they keep saying it's a butt dial, but it sure, no. sure, you know, it took too long. It Things were just... 38 minutes was a long time. Just doesn't seem right, you know? And I'm sure they would have had some sort of alert saying, are you sure you want to send this out? Yeah. Yeah, it's very hard, isn't it, to believe, especially for a tech guy like you, Garner. I know. To believe there wasn't a, are you sure? I mean, when I want to delete something off my computer. Are you sure you want that? Yeah. yeah. It always asks me. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That, you know, so 38 minutes makes me think, they did believe he launched something. Right. Or was going to. Yeah. I think they got spooked. It was well, a false alarm. I'm sorry. We're freezing our asses up here in Canada. There's no way I'm having sympathy because you've got an alert in Hawaii. Sorry. <laughs> you know, just like I was, when I was there, there was a guy that said, we talked to our cab driver. We go, hey, what do you think of this 
place. He said, and do you ever think about leaving? He goes, are you kidding me? The temperature varies like five degrees the whole year. <laughs> yeah. We I've don't got, feel sorry for them, do we? I've got, no. I've, I've got sun. I've got sand. <laughs> I've got beautiful women around. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he thought it was heaven. Yeah. So no sympathy. We have to agree there. We all agree there, and we don't always agree. But life's a journey, and we're all in this together. Remember, don't become anybody's victim. Hashtag nobody's victim. Godspeed to the hammer. Godspeed, Connor. And Godspeed to all of our friends out there. And happy Martin Luther King Day. Yes. Godspeed, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Hammer, for coming out today. You betcha. Talk to you soon. Bye now. Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins.